Amen. Can someone put your hand, clap, and give it unto the Lord today? Amen. Can someone just love the presence of the Lord that is in this house for this morning? Come on, if you're thankful to be in the presence of the Lord, why doesn't someone, amen? Come on, join your hand, clap with your voice, amen. Come on and shout unto the Lord, amen. Come on, if God's been good to you, why don't you let him know this morning? Come on, if God has blessed you and your family, why don't you give him a hand clap, amen. Come on, if God has brought you from a place, amen, from a long, mighty way, amen. Why don't you just thank the Lord from where he's put you here today? Come on, I believe that there's testimonies in this house. Come on, of God's goodness and of God's grace, amen. Amen. If someone loves the Lord, why don't you give him another hand clap as you may be seated in this house, amen. Praise the Lord, amen. Um, praise the Lord, Bethlehem Church, amen. I find it an honor um, to be here with every single one of you all here and this amazing, amazing church, amen. Um, I've got the royal tour, amen, from your pastor, amen. Um, I give honor to him and his wife and his family. Um, um, for the last couple of hours, like your pastor had mentioned, I had, I had met him a couple months ago in North Carolina, amen, and it was ever since then, I have, and I have been kind of a stalker from afar, amen, I've, I've admired, amen, your pastor's ministry and what you all have done here in this church, amen, he was showing me, amen, the building that you guys are building um, and projected a finishing very soon, amen, and I'm believing God, amen, that God is going to do that, amen, in a quick work, amen. And I know that this church has great things that have already taken place in its past, but there's a, there's a marvelous future, amen, that is for here in Bethlehem Church, amen. If someone believes that, why don't you clap your hands, amen. Amen. Uh, I'm thankful to be here with my wife here this morning, amen. As your pastor had mentioned, we had just flown back, I guess, this Friday, um, um, I guess, from, from we were in the deeper part of Mexico, in southern Mexico, amen, and we just flew back Friday. Um, we left four in the morning, amen, to, to make it here to the States, amen. And God has been doing an amazing, amazing, marvelous thing um, in the southern part of Mexico where we're at. We're it's in northern Mexico, amen, in a city called Ensenada. Um, and God is doing amazing things there. We have about three different churches there that are in Ensenada um, and, and surrounding areas and cities um, up in our state that we are in now. But we just came back from the church of Yucatan. Um, and we planted a brand new church, a brand new work, amen, in a city where there is no Jesus name preaching church at all whatsoever, amen. It's a town of about 50,000 people. And um, I was talking to the pastor there that is going to be taking over the work, and he let us know that this town is known for a town for, for idolatry. And he said that it's, it's no big thing to walk into a home and see all different types of idols. And he said there could be up to 50-something idols within a home, just, he said, from a couple centimeters tall to a couple meters tall which would be, I guess, a couple inches to a couple feet, amen. And he said, but you know what, today that as we began to, we purchased the land this last week, amen, that is going to be the first church, amen, in that whole entire town, amen, that's going to preach the Jesus name message, amen. And we give God honor for that, for what God is doing, amen. There is a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous revival um, that God is bringing to our nation. God is doing amazing things. God is opening up doors, amen. And, and before um, I get to the word of God, I would like to to tell, um, amen, I guess this story, amen, that one of the pastors that was down there with us from another neighboring state in the state of Tabasco, amen, and you might say, Tabasco, that's the hot sauce, amen, but Tabasco is a state, amen, and, and at first when I went down there, I thought the state was named after the hot sauce, but it's not, it's not true, amen, there's a state, and they do have hot sauce there in Tabasco, amen, and, and it's good, amen, and um, when I went down there, I was talking to one of the brothers that was there working with us, and he was letting us know that the churches down there in Tabasco and the southern states, um, they're in a tremendous, tremendous amount of revival, but they are facing a tremendous amount of opposition. 
Um, they, they were letting us know that just regarding the, the opposition that they're facing just on the normal side, whether it be just conveniences within the government or, or things like that in the community, he let us know that there is much spiritual warfare that goes on in that type of, that part of the, t um, the, the, the country. Um, and probably in the northern part, us being closer to the border, there's not much of it that we hear, even though we face it in a lot different type of a way. Um, but he had let me know, amen, that pastor, he said that some of these um, witches and people that come against the church down in that area, he said what they do is, many times what they do, Pastor Vasquez, they'll buy a big old, a big old uh, I guess, a, 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 not a cauldron, but it would be, I guess, a big old pot, a big old metal pot, and they'd buy a big old block of ice. And he said they would go around into all the different parts of the churches, amen, and they'd take pictures of the churches, and they write down the names of the pastors. And what they do is they grab a big old ice pick, and they grab that ice pick, and they begin to break up that ice, that ice inside of that pot that they had bought, and, and, and they begin to put the names and the pictures inside of this pot. And he said as they begin to put these names inside of the pot, they grab that big old ice pick, and what they begin to do is they begin to grab that ice pick, and they begin to stir. And as they begin to stir this ice pick, amen, they begin to do their little incantation or whatever they say. And, and Pastor Vasquez, this stirred me when I heard it. He said that he began, as they begin to stir up this pot with all this ice, whatever they begin to say, they begin to say that they pray that the apostolic church would grow cold. They pray that the apostolic church would have the cessation of miracles. That there would be no more speaking, the infilling of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And they begin to do whatever that they say to begin to stop. That there would be no more aisle running. That there would be no more liberty of worship. That there would be nobody that would get up and declare and amen the word of God. And there was something when that pastor began to tell me what he was going through, amen. And the spiritual warfare amen, that they were facing in that part of the country, amen. That I made up in my mind. Amen. That there was not going to be no witch. There was not going to be no spirit. There was never going to be a man or a woman. Amen. That would cause my praise. That would cause my worship to grow cold. I just want to let somebody know from the onset of this service. There is nothing that can cause your praise to go cold. There is no incantation. There's no amount of witchcraft. There is nothing that can stop the apostolic church from moving forward in revival. And I'm glad to let the church know uh, today in Bethlehem uh, that we are moving forward in revival, uh, that there are churches being planted, uh, we are baptizing Trinitarian pastors uh, there are devils being cast out of people uh, because the fire uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, is something that cannot be stopped Amen God is doing an amazing, amazing work in our country Amen. God is, God is just bringing a revival. Amen. And that same fire, amen, that poured out in the day of Pentecost, it's still pouring out today. Amen. And it's, and it's burning up every single adversary, burning up every single stumbling block. And God is doing an amazing thing. As of yesterday, um, there's, there's new states and new opportunities that are opening up. Um, it seems like almost every single month. Amen. And we thank God for everything that he is doing. And maybe tonight, amen, I, I could share a couple more testimonies, amen, of what God is doing. Amen. But today I just want to encourage someone, amen, don't grow cold, amen. Amen. If you find yourself feeling a little bit cold, amen, maybe you just got to stir up that gift that is within you, amen. And just let that fire fall on you, amen. 
Come on, if you ever find yourself in a place, amen, that you feel a little bit frigid, amen, you feel, you feel like lifting up your hands becomes a little bit too burdensome, and amen, and Pastor Vasquez sometimes just takes a lot of virtue out of you. Can I tell you that all you got to do with this is what Paul told Timothy, is stir up the gift that is within you. Come on, that Holy Ghost that burns uh, inside of you, amen, uh, it can burn away every bit of complacency, it can burn away every single bit of fear, uh, it can burn every single bit of depression, uh, it can burn every single bit of doubt, uh, can I preach to someone here today uh, that the Holy Ghost, uh, it will burn every bit of opposition uh, in your way uh, because the Holy Ghost is still the answer. I know last Sunday was Pentecost Sunday, uh, but I'm here to remind someone here today uh, that it's Pentecost every day, uh, that the fire falls every day, that the Holy Ghost moves every morning. Uh, you ain't got to get it on a Sunday morning uh, or on a Sunday night, uh, but the fire can fall on you uh, in your closet uh, as you're praying, uh, and the Spirit can fill you. Can I just remind and encourage someone today that the fire uh, is still falling? Someone clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. If we could all stand here today. Amen. Um, I, I find it such an honor. Amen. And a privilege to be here. Amen. I'm with, with this wonderful church. Amen. And I feel. Amen. Wonderful spirit of God. And I believe. I just feel. Amen. I just feel that God is going to do something for somebody today this morning. I don't know what you've came in here with. I don't know what you're dealing with. Amen. I know that many of y'all do not know me at all, and I, and I don't know you as well. Amen. So we're kind of squared off there. Amen. But I know that we believed in the same God. Amen. I know that we believe in the same message. Amen. And I believe that there's someone here in this house today. I just want to encourage you. Jesus has what you need this morning. I want someone to let you know, even though you don't believe it, might be yourself. Amen. But I, I'll believe it for you. Amen. Jesus has what you need this morning. Come on, and somebody here this morning, maybe you brought a friend, maybe you have a loved one, amen, and they ain't got enough faith in them to believe it for themselves. Uh, but can someone just have enough faith for their neighbor today and say, you know what, Jesus has what you need, for, has for you this morning. Why doesn't someone look at the person next to you and tell them, Jesus has what you, what you need this morning. Come on, why don't you look at the other person next to you and say, Jesus has what you need this morning. Amen. Someone say it till you believe it, amen. Someone says, I don't know if Jesus is going to answer for them. Amen. <laughs> yes, he will. Amen. I mean, we're going to be going to the book of Genesis here this morning, the chapter 35. I and mean, we'll be reading three verses of scripture. Um, we'll be reading, amen. Verse, starting verse 16 through 18. So we're going to reverse back. If we could go to 15, I know I didn't give you 15, but if, if you could do that, I mean, that'd be amazing. Amen. When you're there, you can shout amen. amen. Praise the Lord. And the word of the Lord reads like this. It says, and Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him, Bethel. And it says, and they journeyed from Bethel, and there was but a little way to come to Ephrath. And Rachel travailed. And she had hard labor. Can everyone say hard labor? Hard labor. And it says that it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said unto her, Fear not, thou shalt have this son also. And it says that it came to pass as her soul was in departing, for she died, that she called his name Benanoni. But his father lifted up his voice, Jacob, and he said, Do not call him Benoni. 
but can you call him Benjamin? And it says, and Rachel died and was buried in the way to Ephrath, which is in Bethlehem. Amen. And today, I would like to preach to us very shortly. Amen. Amen. Uh, as long as you promise to preach with me this morning. Amen. I want to preach to us the power of a name. The power of a name. And why don't we put our Bibles down behind us and why don't we lift up our hands one more time. And why don't we pray that the Holy Ghost would move in this house one more time and begin to unite every single individual in this house. God, God, I pray, God, that you would let there be a spirit of unification, God. I pray, God, that you would bind, God, and anoint, God, the pulpit and the pew, God, today. God, I pray, God, that you would anoint, God, my lips, God, and your word is already anointed. But, God, I pray, Lord God, that the word, God, would move in this house. I pray that you would pick somebody up, God, out of the places of despair that they find themselves in. I pray, God, that you would pick them up, God, out of the shame, Lord. I pray that you would fill somebody, God, today with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that you would heal and minister, God, to somebody's heart. I pray, Lord, God, that you would heal somebody's body. God, I pray, God, that you would do a miracle for somebody in this house today. And if somebody believes that, why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord, amen, and shout unto the Lord with a voice, of triumph uh, and expectation. Come on, was it someone just shout just a little bit more uh, to say, Jesus, uh, I believe uh, that my miracle uh, is on its way. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, amen. If you have faith this morning, you may sit down, amen. And if you have no faith, you may stand up, amen. Amen, we are in a faithful church, amen, praise God. Amen. Can someone say the power of a name? name. Names are very important. Amen. Um, We name a lot of things here. We give names. We give nicknames to people. We give nicknames and we we name places. Amen. But when we look and we discuss where the origin of where naming came from, we see that it is tied, whether it be from an object or a thing or a place. But we see that there is something so personable when it comes from the naming of a child. We understand here today that naming a child is not something, amen, that many people, amen, um, take lighthearted, but they take time and they, they think about baby names. They, they, they spend months, amen, they buy baby books, amen. They go online and they ask Google, amen, most popular baby names for 2023, amen. They, they ask cousins, amen, what, what do you think would be a good name? And what they do is they begin to try to find meanings of significance, to, to name their children, amen. Uh, and back then, probably we had more so of a custom than we do today in the age that we live in today. But it was common practice, amen, to be named after an ancestor or to maybe named after a loved one, named after a father. There would be juniors and thirds and fourths and fifths running around, amen. But now it seems like we find we just, some people, not every single individual, we find names by, by just happenstance, it seems like, amen. That we get people that get creative with naming things, amen. They say, man, I really like this rock name. And I really like I, I really like this flower, amen. And I remember the vacation that I was at two years ago, and I'm gonna mix them all three together. And that's gonna that's gonna be the name of my child. Amen. If there's somebody here this morning that way, that's a great name of choosing names, amen. And I have no no problem against it, amen. But we see that naming children had come from way of before before time, it had great significance. And when we look in the biblical perspective of when naming names was given to children, we see that more often than not, it was always placed in the task of the mother to begin to name the children. 
that the father sometimes would play a part, amen, and naming the child, but we see that more often than not, it was always the mother, it was always the mama that had the choosing to name the child. See, what's interesting is you begin to study scripture and as you begin to come to places where mothers begin to name their children's name, that many often the times that you see that mothers begin to name their children uh, not based off many times off the naming of, of, of an ancestor of somebody in the past, uh, but we see that biblically that they begin to name their children based off the circumstance uh, and based off the situation that they found themselves uh, in the moment. We see what they begin to do is they begin to name their child based off their feeling or their emotion. You can go down and name off the 12 tribes of Israel. And it seems that you can begin to almost see a timeline between the mothers to see where they were at in their walk with God or their life or their feelings. And we see that I, I, I just want to say and put on record today that I thank God that, I, that we do not go by that practice very often like today. Because I told my mother, I was talking to my mom as I was reading this. I said, Mom, I'm so glad we don't do that. And she said, why? And I said, well, Mom, I said, because I don't know. Maybe my name wouldn't be Benjamin, amen, but maybe my name would be hungry, amen, or, or a little bit angry, amen, during the time. And she said, maybe you're right, amen, amen. And she said that. She began to tell me, she said, you know, emotions, we understand that, that they change. It's, it's not just something that happens in the moment, amen, but it is something that is constant in the moving. And we see we find ourselves in a place of scripture that the Bible says uh, that Rachel was in a place that she was in hard labor. That was not something that was up for debate. That was something that was a fact. There was something that she was going through that was not easy, amen. It was something that she was dealing with, amen, uh, that she was going through it, if we could say it like that. Uh, and as she was moving and she was in the process of this pregnancy that was hard, uh, that the scripture lets us know she comes to a place uh, where she knows that she is going to have her baby. She's in this place knowing she's going to have her child, and she has a hard labor, and that's a fact. She's in a place of difficulty, and that's a fact. She's in a place where she feels like she's not going to come up out of the place to move forward. She feels like this is going to be the end. And us knowing and reading in hindsight, we see that it was the final resting place of Rachel. We see that it was a place for her to be worried. We see it was a place for her to have fear. It was. And she says, I am going to name my child Benoni. The Bible says that she tells her midwife, that I, I don't think I'm going to make it past this. And, and her midwife said, fear not, not that you'll live, but fear not that you will have this child also. She said, I, she do not focus, amen, on maybe your own physical state. But you got to carry, you got to focus on what you're carrying. That you may not feel like you may not make it past this next step. Uh, and you may not make it past this next level. Uh, but you need to understand what you're carrying. Uh, it's going to see its way through. And she finds herself in this place uh, and she gives birth to her baby boy. Uh, and the scripture says uh, that Rachel lifts up her voice uh, in the middle of her hard labor, uh, in the middle of her dealing with the pain. Uh, and she says, uh, I am going to name him Benoni. I am going to name him son of my sorrow. Because she was in the middle of sorrow. But her father was right there. His father was right there, and he heard his wife call out over her son, Benoni. And the Bible lets us know he lifts up his voice, uh, and he says, do not name him Benoni. 
Don't, don't, don't name him son of my sorrow. I, I, I can't let you name him that because Jacob understood probably better than everybody else uh, the power of a name. Jacob was born and they named him Jacob, which means trickster. It means manipulator. It means conniver. It means someone, amen, that's slimy. Someone that's a trickster, a heel grabber, amen. Uh, and he knew more than anybody, amen, that being named a certain way had a certain type of a significance uh, for his life to follow that course. Uh, I can't really maybe explain it in the full detail uh, that I would like to this morning. Uh, but if you begin to study the scriptures, uh, you begin to see the proclamation of the naming uh, of children uh, in the scripture uh, and you see that there was a supernatural course uh, that begins to flow and follow that individual uh, it is something probably that I can't really put down uh, to letter uh, to you this morning uh, but all I can tell you uh, is that when the fathers uh, or the mothers uh, would begin to proclaim a name over that child uh, that there was a supernatural course uh, that would follow uh, and we see that Jacob uh, he was a trickster Jacob uh, he was a conniver uh, Jacob he was a manipulator. Uh, you can study it uh, in the scripture uh, that you see that when he was born, uh, he was born not to have the first birthright. But we see that even he probably got a little bit of tricky, maybe from his mother. Amen. And sometimes we blame Jacob, I think, too much. Amen. Amen. And I feel like sometimes, or we see that his mother, amen, was, was helping him out. She said, you want that birthright? Why don't you grab, amen, the fur, amen, of that animal? Why don't you put it on your arms? Uh, and why don't you make him the pot uh, of, of stew that he likes so that you can gain the birthright? <coughs> we see that it's after that he steals the birthright, amen, that he leaves, amen, and running, running for his life because his brother Esau is searching for him. He is trying to, to, to kill him for what he had done, uh, to steal, amen, the things, uh, steal the birthright and steal the blessing. Uh, and we see that he makes it to his uncle's house, Laban. And it was there that we see that he begins to trick his uncle as well, as he begins to switch the flocks, amen. And I don't have time, amen, to go through it all. But you can begin to see a storyline of how Jacob began to follow this supernatural trajectory of being someone that was a trickster, a liar, a manipulator, a heel grabber. And I, and I can't help but to tell somebody here this morning that many times we see that the things that are proclaimed over us uh, in our emphasis point, in our childhood, it begins to follow us all throughout our life. There are people and there are individuals and there might be some people here today uh, that the labels that were placed over you when you were just growing up uh, have sticked with you your whole entire life. A father that just said something about you, uh, an uncle, a mother, uh, a brother, a cousin, a boss, uh, somebody of influence, uh, they spoke some things over you. Uh, they said, oh, you're never going to be good for nothing. Uh, you, you, you'll never be smart enough. Uh, you'll never be bright enough. Uh, you'll never be more than anything than what your daddy was. Uh, your daddy was an alcoholic, uh, so you got to be an alcoholic. Uh, you got it in your genes. Uh, you got it in your DNA. Uh, you got to be a deadbeat. Uh, your mother she was never faithful and you're going to follow the same trajectory and there are people that live their life according to the labels that are placed over them 
people that live their whole entire life living under the label of a liar, living underneath the label of a cheater, living up the label of a drunk, of a fighter, of an abuser. But I want to tell someone here this morning, I want to preach to somebody the good news that you are not who they say you are, but you are who Jesus Christ says you are. Can I preach to somebody this morning? Uh, I don't care who said it. Uh, I don't care what they said about you. Uh, I don't care what they called you. Uh, you are not who that uncle said you are. Uh, you are not who that mama said you are. Uh, you ain't who that boss said you are. Uh, but you are who Jesus uh, said uh, you are. There are people that live their life in bondage uh, under the labels. Uh, there are people that live their life in bondage uh, under the shame uh, and under the pain. Uh, and they go all the way down to their tombstone uh, carrying the labels uh, of the world. Oh, come on. I want to preach to somebody in this house today. Uh, you are carrying a label over your head. Uh, you have been believing a lie uh, from the adversary uh, to tell you you are never good enough to, to be that Christian folk. Uh, you can't ever really become uh, and be an original uh, Pentecostal uh, like they are. Uh, it's just not in your DNA uh, to commit to that. Uh, can I tell someone today uh, that God is not a man uh, that he should lie. Uh, and sometimes all we got to do uh, is pick up the word of God uh, and we got to learn uh, to proclaim the truth of the word of God uh, into our lives can I tell someone that the answer sometimes to battling the labels and the pain and the shame is just picking up the word of God and declaring his promises over you looking into the mirror and saying, uh, I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. Uh, I, I am the apple of his eye. Uh, come on, I, 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 I am a chosen generation. Uh, I'm part of a royal priesthood. Uh, come on, somebody, uh, all you got to do is remind yourself uh, of who you are. Uh, and there are people uh, that live themselves behind and underneath that label. Oh, and that label takes them to the grave. They, they believe it, amen. They, they bought into it. Lock, stock, and barrel. That's who I am. That's who I'll be. It's just the part of the culture and the DNA of my family. That, that's just how we are, Pastor Vasquez. They're just saying, it's just, it's being a Rodriguez, amen. It, it's just, it's, it's a part of being a Mexican, praise God. Amen. That's how us Mexicans are. <laughs> I remember my, my dad, is my, and Pastor because I mentioned my dad was in the military for 20 years, amen. And when we went down to Mexico, that many people, they've, they've heard, amen, they say, you know what, so sometimes the, the Latino clock runs a little different from the American clock. Sometimes they show about 20, 30 minutes late. And I remember my grandfather, amen, would, would schedule service, amen, at 10, but it's because he really wanted to start at 11 a.m., amen. He knew that majority of the church was going to get there around um, 10.45, 10.30 for prayer. So he would, put, he would say churches at 10 on the billboards, but service really didn't start to 11, Amen. And it worked. It worked for, 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 for a long while. Amen. But when my daddy came, that didn't work for him. They, she would say 10 and people, people would be dragging themselves into church late. Amen. They, they, they'd be kind of shrouding themselves in. And my dad was getting frustrated. My, my dad is a man of discipline. He's a man of order. I've lived underneath his tutelage for a long time. Amen. Amen. And he's still, he's still yanking my chain. Amen. Making sure I'm walking right. 
Amen. Making sure I'm on time even when he's not even there. Amen. He's are you going to show up to that place on time or are you, you going to make sure that you, you show up there? And I was, I was about three minutes late for, for lunch and I apologized yesterday. Amen. But that's just the way that I grew up. Amen. And I remember my dad, he made a rule and he said, you know what? He said, everyone who has a platform ministry, you are going to be here. He said, 45 minutes before, before prayer for a 15-minute pre-service or for a pre-service meeting. Pastor Vasquez. There was almost a World War III in that church, amen. They said, oh, no, that, 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 that just doesn't make sense. Well, my dad said, well, if you're not there, you're not going to serve any platform ministry. You know, you're just, you, know, you can come and you can come. And, well, when my dad told them that, there were people in that were coming in. They were huffing and puffing, amen. They were, they were running. There were people, they were there on time. But there was this one brother, amen. I mean, I won't say his name because, you know, um, and online is online. And, you know, what? I have people in Mexico that tell me they watch services in the States. I'm like, What? You don't even speak English, but they're watching. Amen. And, amen. So, Dios le bendiga a todos. Amen. Los amo con el amor de Cristo. Amen. But we see that he came in huffing and puffing up to the third store of where my dad, third story where my dad has his office. He's in there. He's huffing. He's puffing. <laughs> he's always going to speak for what everyone's thinking. God bless him. You know. And he said, Pastor Rodriguez, he said, there is just no way. He said that we can come. He said, to church at this time that you're asking us. He said, because I'm Mexican. We're Mexican. He said, there's just, there's just no way that it's going to happen. Well, you know what? It, it's tough when someone tells you that, amen, but you know we're Mexican as well. Amen. Praise God. Amen. My dad looked at him and he said, brother, he said, do you have, do you have a job? He said, brother, I do have a job. He said, do you show up late for work? He said, he said no, I don't show up for, late for work. He said, well, I'm going to tell you why you don't show up late for work. It's because work is a priority for you because you need to get paid to put food on your table. And the problem is you have a priority problem when it comes to the things of God. And I want to tell someone here today, amen, that that might be something, amen, that we might wrestle with across the border, amen. But although cultures might change from region to region, that it's always a spirit that we're going to have to wrestle with. That there's a spirit of culture that will begin to raise itself up, amen, uh, to begin to stop against the kingdom culture that God wants to establish into a place uh, and into a region. Uh. But can I tell someone here today, uh, I don't care really, I do care really where you came from, amen, but I really don't care what excuses that it presents uh, to bring you to come to the house of God, uh, to follow into his plan, uh, into his tutelage, uh, into his nation, uh, and into his government, uh, that we are all one people, amen, uh, we all bleed the same. You might be black, white, yellow, red. You might be brown. You might have polka dots this morning. But we are all the children of God. And I want to tell us here today, sometimes we got to wrestle with our culture. We got to wrestle with our labels. That's just not the way we do it in the South. Or that's not just the way we do it in Mexico. That's not just the way we do it up North. That's not just the way we do it in the East. But can I tell us here today that there is promises in the Word of God. And it is for every single individual. It doesn't matter how you were raised. It doesn't matter who raised you. It doesn't matter if you came from the right side of the tracks or the wrong side of the tracks. If you were born with money or you weren't born with money. If you were born in a gang banging family or you were born in a family with a trust fund. Can I tell us here today that our God is the same? Right now, amen, I'm giving a Bible study, amen, that we have planned. I was telling Pastor Vasquez uh, to one of the richest men, not only in our city, amen, but our whole state, 
Amen. He actually is the owner. His family is the owner that immigrated all the way from Germany in the 1500s to Mexico. Amen. And they started the first cantina in our whole entire place. Amen. And long story short, but God has set it up and he has directed it in such a way. Amen. Where I have a Bible study with this individual, this man. Amen. And and I believe, amen, that just like we have seen in, in our life and in our ministry, amen, in the last couple of years, uh, that we have seen cartel members, amen. We literally have had drug lords, of nephews of drug lords of our state, amen, that have come into our church. Uh, and I have baptized them in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, they might not have come from a place of prestige, uh, but can I tell us here today, uh, it doesn't matter where you come from. Uh, come on, you might come from a place of brokenness, uh, of shame, uh, that you got a label on the big as a sticker on front of your forehead. Uh, that says reject, that says, that says broke, that says snobby, that says untouchable. Can I tell you that all oh, what we got to do sometimes is like Bartimaeus did. Is he threw off that label that identified him as a blind man and as a beggar. And he said, I will not allow my labels. I will not allow my circumstances and my situations that people know about, that people see. I won't let it stop me from death to Jesus sometimes the greatest inhibitor for us to see the miraculous uh, is not the fact that Jesus wants to perform a miracle or not uh, but it's the fact if we are willing and able uh, to put ourselves in the condition uh, and in the position uh, to receive what God wants us to what you need to do to receive the Holy Ghost is you got to repent that is putting yourself in position to receive his spirit but there are some people that want to receive the Spirit without repentance. There are some people that want to receive the gift and the blessings of God without letting there be a change. But we see that Jacob understood probably more than everybody else uh, that there had to be a change. He was born a trickster. He was born a liar. Uh, he was born a cheat. But we see that he came to a place. The Bible lets us know that later he calls it Bethel, the house of God. That the angel of the Lord comes down and begins to wrestle with him. And as we know, if you read in the chapter beforehand, the angel of the Lord comes down. And he begins to come down to Jacob. And it's kind of, I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to wrestle with you. And they wrestle all the way to the daybreak. Until it came to a point, the angel said, it's time for me to return. It is time for me to go back. And he said, no, I won't let you go until you bless me. See, in Mexico, and you probably have heard this song already in a lot of Spanish-speaking countries. We have a song. Amen. You probably heard this. It goes, Bendiceme, 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 ahora, ahora, ahora. Has anyone heard that song? Oh, yeah. I am in Mississippi. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> amen. But what this song, amen, translate means it's bless me, bless me, bless me right now. Bless me, bless me, bless me right now. And when we play that song, amen, in our church, amen, you've probably seen it. People just get up out of their pews and they just start dancing and they just start twirling and they just start whirling. Bendiceme, 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 ahora. And they get to a part of the song, they go, ahora, 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 ahora. And they go, now, 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 now. And then everything is just flying off the walls. Because people want God's blessing. But sometimes they don't want the change that comes before you can get the blessing. And I had to remind our church a couple of weeks ago, we sing this song. Bless me, bless me, bless me right now. Bless me, bless me, bless me right now. And, but sometimes I think maybe we ought to start singing about the wrestling. We ought to start singing about what Jacob had to do to get some things out, out of him. 
There were some things inside of Jacob. There was a character trait inside of Jacob that had to be taken out of him before he could have ever received the blessing that God had for him. And can I tell us here today, uh, there are some things within us uh, before we can ever walk into the promise, uh, before we can ever walk into the potential, uh, before we can ever see the prophecy, uh, before we can ever see the fulfillment, uh, we got to let God uh, work uh, with our character. Uh, we got to let God change who we are. Uh, we got to let God change our labels, uh, take away our excuses, uh, take away everything that we would put before the Lord. Uh, and we got to open up ourselves and uh, humility before him and say Jesus I need you to change me Jesus I need you to work in me Jesus I got this and I am vulnerable before you amen vulnerability vulnerability many times amen many people do not want to be vulnerable they do not want to open up themselves they want to stay tight. They want to stay locked. Because they refuse to allow anyone to hurt them like people have hurt them in the past anymore. Coming into a place where you know you need God's forgiveness. Knowing where you need God's spirit. That you need your name to change. You know you need something in your life to change. But you have come into a point where you will not let anybody in no more. You have come to a point in your life, amen, where you have, you are, you are, you come to places, uh, you'll check in, uh, but just allowing people into the deepest depths of your being, uh, it's just, a, it's a no, it, it, it's not allowed, uh, uh, we just can't let it to happen, uh, but can I tell us here today uh, that the only way that God will be able to work uh, inside of you, uh, the only way that God uh, will be able to fulfill the plan of God uh, in your life, uh, the only way that God will see the blessing uh, pour down on your family uh, like he wants it to. Uh, the only way that you will see the blessing, uh, not only uh, of finances, uh, but of family revival uh, that God has for your family uh, is if you will come to a place uh, and you will let God uh, change your name. Uh, and the only way that you can have a name change, uh, the only way you can have a difference uh, made in your character, uh, in your being, uh, in who you are, uh, is when you come to a place uh, and you wrestle with God. Uh, but you gotta let God touch you Jacob wrestled with God he wrestled with him all throughout the night and you know what there's a lie of the enemy that will come in the middle of the wrestling you're coming here trying to come to grasp uh, with this truth uh, with this knowledge uh, and you come and you're in the wrestling and the enemy will come to you and say look you're wrestling it's not easy just leave church you're fighting, you're fighting heartache. You're finding problems. You, 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 you want to you commit to church, but, but now there's other people that are coming down uh, and they're trying to get you out and you're the wrestling. Uh, you see the revelation uh, of what God wants to give you in the middle of a Bible study, uh, in the middle of a midweek, uh, but that you come uh, and then there's someone else that, from your past uh, that will begin to speak to you uh, and you are in a wrestling. But can I tell someone here today that if you are wrestling, 
If you are wrestling this morning, if you feel like you are in that bout this morning, can I tell you today uh, that that is not a sign of defeat, uh, but that is a sign of life. And if you have life inside of you, uh, you got to wrestle that carnality down. Uh, you got to wrestle that fleshly character down. Uh, you got to grab that ins- individual inside of you, uh, and you got to wrestle it down. Uh, can I tell you here today, uh, you might be in this house uh, and you feel like you're in the fight of your life. But can I tell you uh, that the fight that you're in uh, is not against the devil, uh, it's not against his demons, uh, but it's against yourself. There are people that want to give fame and claim and and say the devil did this and the devil did that. But can I tell you here today uh, that the greatest inhibitor uh, to your personal revival uh, is not hell uh, and it's legions of devils. uh, It is not uh, the principalities. uh, It is self. What will stop you this morning uh, from receiving your miracle? It's not a devil. Can I, can, I, can, I just, can I just kick that devil in the teeth this morning? A devil can't stop you from receiving what God wants to give you. If God has the Holy Ghost for you this morning, there's not going to be a, a devil that's going to sit on this front row. And he's not going to sit here and say, well, you know what, Johnny Joe ain't getting the Holy Ghost today. Because I'm not letting him. And, and, and people... Oh, man, that's just that devil, amen. Oh, that devil, that devil, that devil. But can I tell sometimes we just got to realize, amen, that the only thing going to inhibit us from receiving what God has is self. It's self. And can I tell someone here today, I feel in the Holy Ghost that God has a miracle for someone today. God, God, God wants to fill someone with the gift of the Holy Ghost for the first time today. But can I tell you what's going to stop you, amen? It's not the person next to you. It's not the individual in front of you. It's not the things in your mind. Uh, it's not a devil. Uh, it can't be your past. Uh, but the only thing that can inhibit you uh, is self. Uh, but can I tell us here today uh, that we have the remedy for self. Uh, we have the remedy for carnality. Uh, and that is the spirit of God. Uh, can I tell you what you need? Uh, the antidote for your problem uh, is not more money in your bank account. It is not a greater car. It is not a higher paid position. It is not a bigger square footage for a house. It ain't a yacht. It ain't a boat. But what you need to fix your problems is the Holy Ghost. That is the answer for humanity. That is the answer for carnality. Oh, hallelujah. Someone clap your hands unto God. Oh, God, can I tell? Itself, itself, itself. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask if someone can help me play as I'm coming to a close. <laughs> Somebody say self. Yeah. Amen. Jacob was in that wrestling. Wrestling. Man, but we come to a point that says the, the angel of the Lord touches him. And sometimes we never make it past the point of the wrestling that we never allow God to come and to touch us. Because when God touches you, it marks you. When God touches you, it changes you. The scripture lets us know that after the wrestling, the problem is many people come and they wrestle, but they never choose to surrender. They come and they feel the presence of God and move on them, that conviction that will come. That's the wrestling. When you, when you hear your pastor come and preach and you begin to feel the conviction, that's the spirit of God coming to wrestle with you. And it's your flesh wrestling against the spirit. You feel tears come up in your eyes, well up in your eyes. You start, you start tearing up. 
And people come and they, and they feel the touch and the presence and the activity of the Lord moving on in their life. But they never come to a place of surrender and repentance where God will touch them. The scripture lets us know that when he came to this point of wrestling, the Bible says that after he was touched, he walked different. Jacob walked for the rest of his life with a limp. He walked the rest of his life like this. And what people looked and they said, this is something that is a disadvantage. It is a weakness. Jacob understood, uh, this ain't my weakness. This ain't my disadvantage. Uh, this is my sign uh, that I have power. Because the world will come to you, ma'am and sir, and they will tell you, living a life devoted, surrendered unto God is a weak man or woman. There are individuals and philosophers, and I think it's Nietzsche that says this. That, and it may not be Nietzsche, man, but... Man, I'm, I'm studying some great stuff. That they say that Christianity, religion, is for the weak and the feeble-minded. It's for those, amen, that need something just to kind of make them feel better and to explain their emotional, their emotional situations. But can I tell you here today that in Christianity, what we, what we view as, what the world views as weakness is not weakness. There are paradoxes because we understand that when we die, the world cries and they say that it is the end. It is farewell, but we understand that death for a Christian is not the end, but is the beginning. What the world looks like is the end. A born-again believer sees his beginning. It's the paradox. But as well as when we look at weakness, the scripture says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. That when you can come to a place of humility, that God's strength will be glorified in your life. Can I tell you here today that repentance is not a weak man thing. Living a life devoted unto the Lord is not a weak man thing. It's not a weakly minded person. It's not a feeble individual. But it is a strong individual. It is an individual that can come uh, and that can come to turn with reality and says, I can't do it. But only he can. Jacob came and the Bible says that God changed his name there. And says, we ain't calling you Jacob no more, but we're calling you Israel. And his name changed from a trickster, a liar, a cheater, a heel grabber. Someone that was born with a disadvantage uh, and that had to pull his way up to get an advantage. That's, the way he, that's why he had to cheat. That's why he had to manipulate. Because he was born from the bottom. But God said, we're going to call you Israel. He who prevails with God. Not he who prevailed with God. He who prevails with God. That lets me know that it is not a one-time thing that Jacob encountered. But it was a continual mark of God's blessing and favor when he allowed himself to come into covenant with God. That there was a continual walk with God's favor. And he knew that when he was limping, that people saw it as weakness. They saw the leap life that we live. They see that we live different. They see that we live a life of holiness. They see that we act different. And the world says that they are weak. They look at these individuals and say we are different. But can I tell us that what the world will consider weak is what gives us our power. It is what gives us our strength. It gives us the ability to prevail with God. Jacob, when he proclaimed for his son not to be called Benanoni, his name was Israel. It was not Jacob. 
is he experienced the power of a name change. And he said, don't call him Benoni. Call him Benjamin. I want to share this story. I just feel prompted to, to tell it this morning. Um, I just want to let the church know today, I, I just really believe, amen, that God wants to work within the hearts of individuals, amen, that might have never received the Holy Ghost for the first time. I feel that God wants to fill individuals with the gift of the Holy Ghost for the very first time. Amen. But I want us to understand this self. Amen. If I'm being honest with you, church, amen, I really feel the Spirit leading me into this, amen, about self. Pastor Vasquez, I was about, I think, 16 or 15 years old, amen, and I um, lived in Sacramento, amen, and in Sacramento up north, amen. I know we have Sister McDonald, amen, Costa Rica. Do you all have the American River up there where it stops? Okay, it's just us, amen. But the American River, amen, um, it goes up past a little bit past Sacramento to Roseville, Auburn area, amen. And this river is one of the most dangerous rivers um, in all of California, um, that it claims scores of lives um, every year, amen. It's people drown in this river all the time. And I remember one time that um, my youth group came to me and they said, let's go to the river and we're going to go cliff diving and cliff jumping. Well, I'm being honest with you, church. Amen. I, I wasn't a very great swimmer. Amen. But I couldn't let my friends know that, of course, right? Because I wanted to be cool. I wanted to, I wanted to stay, you know, stay, stay collected. You know what I mean? Like everyone thought I was this cool guy. And so, I, so I was smart. Everyone came and they came with swimming clothes. But I came with jeans and a flannel button up. And when I got there, they said, Ben, you didn't bring swimming clothes. And I said, oh, man. Man, it just slipped my mind. Man, but I'll sit here on the rock and I'll watch. And they said, oh, come on, Ben. And they're, they're, they're on this jump. And they're just, I have acrobatic friends. You know, they're just, they're doing somersaults and doing all this stuff. And they're jumping off into the rocks, <clears throat> into the water. And I'm sitting there on this rock. And I'm sitting there and I'm just frustrated. I'm tired. I'm sitting there watching them have all this fun. And, and they're calling out to me. And they say, come on, Ben, come on. Just jump in the river. Just come on in. Just jump on in. And, you know, and I started to convince myself that I wasn't that bad of a swimmer. You know, I was, I was decent. You know, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be no Olympian in there, but you know what? I could, I could make it. And I remember that in the river there was a big rock. Amen. And they would reach a point. They would swim and they would go to the big rock and they would kind of rest for a little bit because there was currents in the river. There was undercurrents. It was a strong part of the river. And on the, they would swim to the other side of the bank when they went made it to the rock after they rested up for a bit. Well, by this time, the majority of all my friends, there was just one guy left on the rock, my friend, and they all went. So I decided, I'm, I'm going to do it. And I remember that I jumped off that rock. And as I jumped off that rock, going down into the water, and I hit that water, I'm in that water. And I remember as I'm there that everything started to feel a lot heavier. And as I started to move my arms and my hands, that I started to feel that weight. The, the, my flannel, my jeans, they started to stick to my body. And I, and, I, and I started to feel the weight. And as I was trying to make it to the other side of the rock, and as I was trying to make it to the other side of that rock, I started to go and swim. And I, I would just try to muster up. And I, and I would kind of go down a little bit, down to kind of where I was at here, and then I, and I would kind of just try to start swimming, and then I would go down a little bit more, down around here to my chin, and I, and I remember I was getting tired and tired, and I reached a point as I was swimming, 
that I started to go down to the point where my mouth was, where I was trying to throw myself down to the water, throw myself up. And I was trying to throw down and up, going down and up, trying to grasp, just grasp some air, shortness of breath. And I was trying to make it to the other side of where that rock was. And I was going down and up, down and up. And I was drowning in that river. I was drowning. my story ends. This is where I stay. And I remember there was, there was still some pride, 16-year-old me, in the middle of the drowning. And I, and I said, help, help, because I don't want no one to really, you know, I don't want everyone to hear me. I just want to hear the guy on the rock to hear me. And I said, help, help. So I reached the realized nobody was hearing me. I said, help, help. I said, help, hey, help. Somebody help me. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm drowning. I, I need somebody to help me. I, I need someone to save me. See, and the funny thing was, my place and position that I was in myself, willing to justify or to validify my reality did not change my reality. And ma'am, woman, sir, elder saint of God, first time visitor, can I tell you whether you will want to claim and validify the drowning in the river that you are in today does not change the fact that you are in a river. And it does not change the fact are drowning and whether you have come to a point willing to grab and to wrestle and to let God work in your life it does not change but the only way that you will change your situation is when you open up your mouth and you call out to the Lord the only way that someone can walk and to find what God has for them is when they can come to a place where they open up their mouth and they say, Jesus, would you help me? I wonder if we could all stand in this house. I really didn't know how this was going to turn and how this was going to go, but I feel a deep move of God's presence in this house. Why don't someone lift up your hands right now in this house? Why don't we feel after the moving of God's presence and His Spirit? if you're filled with the Holy Ghost I need you to pray right now in the spirit and I need you to pray for an individual right now that God is so desperately wanting to fill with resurrecting power oh come on I'm talking to a man and a woman in this house today that you know more than everybody else that inside you're drowning, but nobody else can see it.
Nobody else knows it because the car that you brought in the driveway wouldn't tell the story. The bank account that you got uh, wouldn't tell the story. Uh, come on, the way that you act, uh, the places and the restaurants that you frequent uh, wouldn't tell the story. Uh, but can I tell you here today uh, that there is a God uh, in heaven uh, that is ready to save. Uh, he is ready to save. Uh, he is ready to reach. Uh, he is ready to heal. Uh, he is ready to restore. In this house, as they get prepared to play, I'm going to open up these altars in this house. And for every man and woman, can I tell you, we all need saving. You come to a place like Jacob did. You repent of your sins. You let God fill you with his spirit. And you come to a place of baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And God will change your name. You won't have the old character of Adam. But you will have the characteristics of Jesus. When you take on his name in baptism. Can I tell someone here today. God wants to change your name. God wants to change your label. God wants to change your family reputation. God wants to change what people People know you as, but all you gotta do is you gotta come to this front. You gotta lift up your hands. You gotta open up your mouth and confess that Jesus, I need saving. In this house right now, every individual, amen, that feels the Lord speaking to you, I want you to come out of where you are. And I want you to lift up your hands. And I want us to begin to pray. There's some individuals in this house that can help me pray and find some individuals in this house. But as we pray, I want the Lord to move. I want the God to work in this house today. But before we do, I want to pray against every spirit of condemnation, every spirit of doubt, every spirit of shame. Because what will stop you is yourself. And you have to leave your shame. you got to leave your guilt. you got to leave your condemnation. And right now, I want us to lift up our hands all over this house. And let us pray right now that God will begin to move and baptize this place with grace, uh, with mercy, and with forgiveness. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would rid every single man and woman, God, of guilt uh, and shame. Uh, God, I pray, Lord God, that you would take that off of them, God. I pray, Lord God, uh, that you would bind the spirit of condemnation. Uh, I pray, God, uh, that you would loose, God, your grace and your mercy, God. To pursue every man, every woman. Come on, that's it. Lift up your voice. Come on, somebody right now. Begin to call after the Lord. Can I tell you when you're drowning, you don't care what you look like. You don't care what you sound like. But you just want to be saved. Come on, that's it. Oh, come on, that's it. Oh, come on, that's it. Hallelujah. That's it. Someone lift up your voice. Come on, somebody lift up your voice. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to say, save me. Oh, save me. God, I'm drowning. My marriage is drowning. My walk with God is drowning. I am a wreck. I don't know what to do. God, my mind. God, I'm in a mess. Save me. Call out to him. If you ain't willing to look pretty, shaven can't come. Oh, but if you're willing to lift up your voice, God is here. 
amen. We've had several get the Holy Ghost this morning. We've got at least one being baptized in Jesus' name. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, this morning is the absolute best time to do it. Amen. All of our ministers and young ministers especially, 5 o'clock in the discipleship room, Brother Rodriguez is going to meet with us. He's going to talk about whatever he feels like. You can ask questions. Amen. Prayer at 6, church at 6.30. And, uh, and let's have a Holy Ghost blowout. You can pray as long as you like. All of our guests, you're welcome to the guest reception area. God bless you in Jesus' name.